0: Welcome back to Right Pack Radio. This is your host, David Allen Lucas, author of science fiction, horror, mystery, and poetry. With me today is
1: Fedora Amos. I write Victorian whodunits like Jack the Ripper in St. Louis, and I'm president of Greater St. Louis Sisters in Crime.
2: My name is Jennifer Stolzer. I'm illustrator and fantasy author. Currently querying my first novel, Scared Death. <laughs> which is not the title of her
0: novel. Mm-hmm. No. no though it could be interesting go ahead uh brad cook uh author
3: of the iron horseman which comes out in november i'm also a uh, president at uh, st louis writers guild and a publisher at blank slate press
4: i'm melanie claney writer of science fiction fantasy and nonfiction.
5: i'm meredith tate author of speculative fiction and my debut novel comes out next year
0: and today we're going to talk about something that's Every writer has always considered going to... Every writer wonders, well, is this one good or that one good? Should I go to this one? Is it really worth my money? And that is writer conferences. Yay. (laughs) Yay. There are lots of different writer conferences. Some are good. Some are fantastic. Some are absolutely, totally scary. (laughs) And others, well...
3: Are scary for a different
0: reason. (laughs) Yes. We'll
2: go unnamed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So... Let's talk about writer's conferences. What what do you look for? Where do you first off where do you look for writer conferences? Or well, some good places. A
3: good place to start is Shaw Guides, uh, shawguides.com, shawguides.org, something like that. Um, it is a website you can go to and they list conferences from all over the world uh, and there are conferences all over the world. Um, so it's a great place to start and then just Google uh, conferences whatever genre you're looking for. Uh, Anything like that And then put the year in Because conferences are held every year And Google will throw up conferences from years ago
5: Um, I was thinking also word of mouth A lot of the conferences Mm. I know about I know from people on Twitter Who posted about their own experiences So that's another good way to Yes,
3: following conferences on Twitter is a brilliant thing Look for the hashtags
4: Oh, and um, if you have favorite writers Or other people you're following They very often talk at conferences So they'll usually announce where they're going to
3: be also, if you are trying to query a certain agent or an editor from a certain house, um, find out, go to their websites, follow them on Twitter, ask them—you know—if they have, you know, they have an open portal to them. Uh, but see where they're going to be, what conferences they're attending this year. Then go to those conferences, get the pitch session with that agent or that editor,
0: and you know, gold. Okay. One of the things about conferences, let me throw out some elements about conferences. There's a couple different kinds. There are genre-specific conferences. There are conventions, and some of these conventions are genre-specific. Sometimes conventions in themselves are not specifically for writers, but have what I'm going to call writer tracks. We're going to talk about all this stuff. There are expos. Some of these are expensive. Some of them are very cheap. In fact, St. Louis Writers Guild, yes, I'm going to 2 our own horn real fast. And I think... If I've got my weeks right, probably the week this is playing, so you might have missed it, but (laughs) St. Louis Writers Guild has an annual free Writers Conference in St. Louis. Um, it's at Kirkwood Park from 10 until 2. So if you missed this one, Devois What, always what next is the
6: date of this year, year? August
0: <laughs> t- 23rd, and it's called Riders, Riders in the, the Park. Park. And, yes. you
4: know, we will try and make it's sure this... It's the fifth year. <laughs> we'll try and make sure this is actually playing the week before, not the week <laughs> of the conference. Yes, it might I, be <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll try and bump, bump our schedule real fast.
1: Well, we'll and there will be a lot of great writers there like Angie Fox. And who else, Brad?
0: Yeah, you'll have Angie Fox, Heather Brewer. Uh, there will be
3: Sarah Anderson... Uh, Sarah Bromley um, plus Robin Tice of STL Books where we happen to be sitting Uh, and then there'll be a whole day it's a a free day so it doesn't cost anything you don't have to register just show up at Lions Amphitheater in Kirkwood Park at 10am and uh, we'll take it from there.
1: Don't forget the sandwiches. Yeah, if you oh, buy
3: a okay. book, you get a free sandwich. This is true. Yeah. Buy a book, get a sandwich. It's a very, very, very popular
6: uh,
0: <laughs> thing that uh, St. Right. writers everyone.
6: We did what? that plug. Plugged,
0: yeah. Plugged yeah. it in. Plugged, Plugged in. it Plugged in. Plugged uh, it in. And just for more information, www.stlwritersguild.org. Yep. Or find us on Facebook. Okay. Mm. Anyway, enough of that plugging. Coming
3: to non-free conferences. Non-free, non-free conferences. conferences. Uh, that's what more likely you're going to run into.
0: Some, of, some states have got their own conferences. Missouri has its own. Um, I've seen ones in Georgia, Arizona, etc. You get the small conferences. Uh, the um, regional
3: conferences. That's what they're known as. Right,
0: regionals. Regionals. You also get some of the bigger conferences. Um, Brad, a couple years ago, you went to the Writers' Digest Conference. Yep.
3: I highly recommend it.
0: And I went to, And I've gone a couple years to what's called the PNWA, Pacific Northwest Writers' Association Conference which is a huge conference compared to a lot of regional conferences, and have, let's see, the last one I went to had somewhere around 27 agents and about the equal number of editors. So a big conference chance to pitch to those people. Um, I may have my numbers wrong, but it's not that far off. Um, there are conventions, and uh, Fedora and I have been to at least one convention together, before I ran into her, yes, back in two thousand eleven, and I get to go again this year, yay! Mm-hmm. Um, which is Bouchercon two thousand fourteen. It's a mystery thriller conference. It is for writers. It is for fans of the convention. So, in a way, it's kind of like a science fiction convention.
2: So, what's the difference between a convention and a conference? Ah, good question they both start with C's and they're both long
0: words <laughs> <laughs> And they both can be very expensive Uh huh So, what is the difference?
3: Uh, well, I'll throw it out um, So a writer's conference Is mostly, it involves writer's tracks uh, You'll have pitch sessions With editors and agents And other you know fun things like that um, It's always industry professionals And fun, you know It's all geared towards writing and the book world And everything about that A convention is a little bit different. A convention generally has a fan element, uh, and that can and cannot involve cosplay, usually does. Hmm. Um, A convention can have a writer's track, but usually that writer's track will not include agents or editors giving pitch sessions. Um, And then a lot of times there is a vendor room at a convention, which is the heart of the convention, which is where you go and blow all the rest of your money that you didn't blow getting to the convention. Convention, uh, but yeah, and you'll find a lot of things at a convention that you won't find anywhere else. They'll have special things on sale, all that kind of fun stuff.
0: Real quick, I'm gonna play the what we lovingly call among ourselves as the Cabbage Head. Um, what is a writer track? And then I'm gonna let Fedora ask or her, her state her statements. What is a writer track?
3: It's a series of writers' workshops. Um, so it's generally several hours um, of. Workshops given by industry professionals, generally on topics that you know are centered around writing, the book world, publishing, marketing, anything like this.
2: Uh, a track track is like it's part of a larger yes. amount of programming. So the writer track is the portion of the conference programming that relies that is pertinent to writers, while to, other people are getting tracks that are pertinent to
4: their gaming own. Gaming tracks, yeah. and
3: cosplaying tracks, and other fun Well, players. I
2: have a question on that.
4: This is more of an opinion, but if you're just getting into things, and you've never been to any of these before, and you don't have any books published, what would you, what would you suggest starting with? Uh,
3: well, if you're going to be a fan, uh, a convention's the way to go. I mean, there's so much to do at a convention. Think Comic-Con, think Dragon Con. think voucher think any of these big conventions you have writers signing you have fans everywhere you have the vendors selling stuff that related to your fandom all that kind of fun stuff a conference has none of that kind of stuff a conference is much more business oriented much more oriented at trying to get the book published so a conference would be for when you've got the manuscript finished and you want to hit that agent up and try and get them to become your agent and then get that book to that editor that you just, you know, totally stalked in the hallway. So don't do that. Don't, yeah, don't do that. You can stalk them in the hallway, just not the bathroom or the front desk or anything crazy like that. Don't Avoid the stalking you. aspect yeah. Go up and be nice and professional and say hello.
1: Well, I think it boils down to this. Do you want to work? Do you want to have a good time? If you
3: want to work, <laughs> uh-huh.
1: come to a writer's conference where there are specific workshops that you can learn to plot. You can learn... Yes. Openings, uh, great openings uh-huh. of stories. And you can find editors, and you can find agents. If you want to be entertained, go to a convention. Even Batracon, for example. I went to a most delightful work uh, shop. It was all entertaining because... These people sang the answers <laughs> to the questions people gave them. Oh, I missed that oh, and, uh, one. Yeah, it was great. Just because one. Oh, well.
4: there's no one else here to mention it, um, we mentioned a lot of sci-fi stuff and some mystery and mm-hmm. suspense stuff, there are conventions for pretty much every genre. Yes. Romance Writers of America yes. has a hu- has huge both conventions and conferences.
3: They're some of the yep. biggest ones in the U.S.
0: There's also horror conventions and um, there's thriller conventions. Killer
3: Nashville is actually the same weekend as Writers in the Park.
0: Oh, okay, there you go. Killer
3: Nashville is a great kind of mystery thriller conference that obviously takes place in Nashville.
0: One uh, of thing, sorry, one of the things about conventions that you may not get in, get at a conference depends on the convention you're going to, so let me caveat that. It also depends on your conference. But sometimes it's hands-on activities related to your field. Let me use an example. This, this year's BoucherCon, I haven't gotten my confirmation on get to, get to do this, but I could, if I do, I get to brush up on how surveillance works and following people and so forth, which, while that might sound stalkery, is <laughs> great for what, for what I write. Well, if we're going to talk
3: about what's cool things at conferences, then i got to throw out Missouri Writers Guild. They do a great regional conference every year. uh, And one of the things they've done for the last several years is called Reading the Slush Pile, where they get all the agents together on Friday night who are at the conference, and they sit at one panel table, and the room fills up with everyone else who submitted a couple of pages of their manuscript. And then the agents go through, and they start reading, and then they tell you where they'd stop. And if you have a thick enough skin... It can be the greatest learning experience ever. I will admit that a couple of years, it's been soul crushing for people without thick skin. But you know, if you have the skin for it, it is a wonderful, wonderful thing.
0: Yeah, there's two aspects that uh, sludge pile I'm going to add to, add to what you said. Number one, if you go to a conference that has a sludge pile reading of that kind, even if you haven't submitted, go. Yes, it's a great eye-opening aspect to seeing how long it takes for an agent to say. Oh, I'm interested in this one, and we have had that happen mm-hmm. at the Missouri Writers Conference, and we've had ones that go after reading maybe a whole sentence. Said, uh, "No, I'm done." And add, then the other aspect is the soul crushing. If you need, um, if you don't want to turn to a thesaurus on how to look soul crushed, all you need to do is look around the room and watch <laughs> so, watch some of the authors.
2: So you're saying go to enjoy other people's. Pain? No, go, no, 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 go, go enjoy your own, own
0: pain. pain. <laughs> You're never gonna
3: get better advice than what's coming out of there because it's all Amen. it's all great stuff from the agents right off the cuff, right? You know, they're about they honest evaluations.
2: Speaking from personal experience, yes. I have both submitted pages and had them read, and submitted pages and not had them read. Okay, and uh, you are. 100% relieved at the end In both situations Of <laughs> uh,
0: that well, I don't doubt
2: The first time uh, my pages were read And I was relieved to have the agent Get all the way through one whole page Before she said no And what she said no about was something that yes I needed to change so I went and changed it In preparation for the future And that agent when I brought up later When I you know queried her in person When I pitched to her she said Yeah sure uh, you know, fix that thing that I mentioned And send in a partial and that was the first uh, partial request I ever got. So that yeah. was exciting. There you go.
1: I think that's a wonderful lesson just in itself. Not to be afraid to put yourself out there yeah. and let other people have a look at it. You've got to have an audience because, as I often say, half the book, at least, is in your reader's head. Mm-hmm. Without a reader, your book's nothing but a pile of paper. That's true. Yeah.
4: I was thinking conferences and, to a lesser extent, conventions are a good way to get your feet wet in the... I've known people that have gone to conventions for like a decade before actually getting anything published or even seriously mm-hmm. trying to get anything published. And I think what it was, at least partially, they were improving their writing, but they were also improving their courage. Yeah. Because yeah. yes. it takes a lot of rejection before you get anything published usually.
0: Absolutely.
3: <laughs> so, go ahead. I was going to jump in with the next one, which is an expo. Because yeah. we talking yeah. about conferences, yes, Um So an expo, which is kind of the third type of a conference... Uh, is industry-related only, uh, and usually is not for writers, though they generally do have writer's tracks, and writers do go to them because writers want to sell books too. But it's generally for publishers and distributors and wholesalers and book buyers and all those kind of people to gather up in one place, usually New York, um, and have kind of a conference. And, and think of it an expo like a trade show, just instead of you know lawn equipment or what the newest fitness thing is, uh, it's books. So it's the ne- titles that are coming out next year, um, all the greats that are going to be rolling out, You know, those are all going to be at the Expo. The buyers are at the Expo. The buyers are deciding what they're going to buy from the distributors. I should say the wholesalers are deciding what they're going to buy from the distributors and the buyers are deciding what they're going to buy from the wholesalers. That is kind of how the actual circle of life happens in the publishing industry. Uh, Book Expo America, BEA is one. Um, you also have Digital Book World has another. Uh, there, there are several and I highly recommend checking them out. They can be a lot of fun, um, but they are geared more towards the industry.
2: It's kind of fun that you mentioned BEA, because BEA in New York is super huge. Mm -hmm. And actually this year, BEA introduced something they called BookCon (laughs) to follow the expo portion, which was professionals only... Uh, I, I hes- hesitate to say "by invite," but you have to improve yourself yes. to get in and get like a press pass to actually be in the BEA. But then they had BookCon, which invited fans in, and that was completely different. Yeah, that was because, actually huge this year. Yeah, there was uh From what I understand, there was a lot of book fans because yes. there's not a whole lot of. You know, you think Comic Con? That's a great example of a convention of a bunch of fans massing together to love something all at the same time. And there's not a whole lot of Comic Con style book conventions and that was probably the closest. beyond sci-fi beyond sci-fi mm-hmm. but sci-fi you know that yes. includes all sci-fi not necessarily just books yeah
0: right. real quick um how do you choose what conferences conventions or expos that you go to
5: honestly i chose based on geographic location mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i went to my first conference last may when I lived in Boston, and I chose um, the Muse in the Market Place conference in Boston, which is awesome. I highly recommend it. Um, but the reason I chose that for me is because I couldn't really afford to spend a lot of money on air travel, hotel. So for me, that worked out well. And I think a lot of major cities have conferences so that people yep. can do something. The like Missouri's
4: that. conference is often in St. Louis. Yeah, localists. It, well, it has
0: been recently. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah the uh, my first Missouri Writers Guild conference I went to because i had just joined the writers guild or i just started going to the writers guild i don't think i would paid my dues yet (laughs) Uh, i just joined the writers guild and everyone said oh there's a conference in like two weeks or something and i had the money spare and i had a bunch of friends all going that i just made and i said let's uh sure we'll go to this conference that'd be fun and i credit that conference with giving me the confidence to try and actually publish a book I, my book wasn't finished at that point but i've been working on it for a few years and suddenly the opportunities were there uh-huh. i didn't know how books got published before i went and i learned everything i needed to know and obviously it's taken a while since i'm only now starting to kind of seriously query it but i thought you did before and now you're doing it again. seriously query it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> i did Keyword. pitch it i've pitched it every conference since except for last year's i didn't pitch it last year's but um I pitched it to actual agents and I sent queries into those who asked for, uh, for partials. But this is the first time I've actually tried to send, to just blanket send out query letters to people that I haven't, you know, met in
3: person. Well, and you bring up a good point, actually, of conferences, which is meeting the agents in person, mm-hmm. uh, which is what, you know, why regional conferences can be nice, because in a regional conference, you're probably like Missouri Writers Guild, like, uh, Oklahoma, uh... Gosh, there are tons of them out there. Little Rocks even got one. Mm-hmm. I always got one, but it's. A little Cape bit Gerardo has one. Cape yeah, Gerardo just put out one too. Yeah, so that's two
2: Missouri conferences. And
3: the Ozarks has yeah. one too. So you yeah. know they're all yeah. over. The oh, regional I'm conferences good. are actually—you'll find them there. They're all over. Check your local region, and I'm sure something will pop up. But they—they they generally have a few agents. So you'll have five, you know, agents, maybe a couple of publishers, something along those lines. Uh, your bigger national conferences are going to have much, much more in terms of agents and top-tiered writers and New York Times best-selling authors and people who are, you know, you follow on Twitter a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and those can be fun too, and that's kind of the difference between the two, and there's a price difference. I mean, your major conferences are all going to run you uh, several hundred dollars to attend.
1: And that's in addition to your airfare, and your
3: and food. And, and,
2: and all the, the transportation. The because so many people there. <laughs> and all the drinks you buy for people
4: at the oh, bars. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, yes. By the way, thank you. No. That's <laughs> a great place to meet agents, by the way.
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
4: Do agents ever pay for their own drinks during conferences? No,
3: they, should. Like, they better not. Women. They
0: never pay. <laughs> okay. One of the other things you guys have all talked they about, <laughs> very good reasons why to choose what conferences you go to and so forth, one of the uh, things which I haven't heard necessarily is... Actually, there's two things. One, first off, is the choice of what's in the writer's track. What, who is Not only who is giving what type of talks, but what are they talking about? That's something which I I know for programming at a conference, it's very hard to nail down right away, <laughs> as Brad laughs hysterically, because we're used to dealing with that on our side. Five years of planning conferences. Yeah. <laughs> but... From a goer point of view, I have always find that I'm hesitant if I don't know what that conference is going to have at it. I guess maybe it's also where I'm at in my career of having been to so many different conferences and so forth. It's like, okay, I already have heard this talk. I've heard that talk, whatever. I want to know, is this going to offer me something else? Number two is sociability at a conference. If you go to a conference, and I'll tell you what, Going to PNWA the very first time I ever did. I live in St. Louis. This is a curse out in Seattle. I knew at the time nobody in Seattle. I was going to this conference by myself. Talk about having to break out of the introvert shell. Mm-hmm. I walked away with some great friends. See them every time I've gone up there. Fantastic. Third thing is knowing also the cost of the conference and the timing of the conference. If you're like me, and most writers are, in the sense of you're having to juggle a full-time job on top of being a writer, and you've got family you have to deal with and so forth, you have to pick during what time of year a conference is going to be at. I've wanted to go to the the Writer's Digest conference. Couldn't happen.
3: Hey, it's twice a year now.
0: Which is yay. (laughs) I've wanted to go to BoucherCon before this year's, but after 2011, but unfortunately the timing... Was always bad due to work, so there's a lot of things you've got to play into that.
1: Especially if you have a book coming out, you yeah, want right. it, to, you want it to be fresh, so that when you get there, you can plug it, you can talk to everybody, you have something that you're enthusiastic about, and you can push yourself out on a lot of people, even if you are an introvert.
3: No, it's very, very true. true. Very true. So if you got a book coming out, definitely think of the conference circuit or the con- convention circuit. Uh, if your book hasn't come out yet, think of the expo circuit.
2: So yes, let's say let's pretend that my querying is 100 percent successful in the next five minutes. So yeah. now I have to decide <laughs> on where I'm going to go to help promote my book. What would what kind of advice would the table give me? Oh, that's a good question. Well,
0: get uh, a
1: production date. Okay, <laughs> okay, so that, that's important. You yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, know when the book's hitting hitting yeah. the shelf. That's a good one.
4: And actually, have it hit the shelves on that date.
3: But mm-hmm. it, you know, in that's terms of where good. to go, so your that's regional good conferences good. are going to offer you the ability to sell books. Uh, generally, the ability to interact with people, um, and the bigger ones, you, you, you're more of a crowd. The difference being, say, 200, you know, 100 to 200 people at a conference at a regional conference versus, you know, five, six, seven hundred people at one of the big conferences. Um, but so it really, but you can get greater exposure at some of the big conferences. Uh, more people are going to see you. More industry people are going to see you. So it's really about weighing your options about exactly where you want to go. The expos, if you can, if you want to try and hit them up, uh, that's going to run you a lot more money because then you're talking about buying booth space and you know a bunch of other things like that.
0: Also, too, if you can't get into the bookstore of a conference or a convention, as far as being the person selling your book or having somebody sell your book for you, get swag out there. Swag. Get swag. Get bookmarks. Hey, how many? If you're a reader, how often do you pass up a free bookmark? Mm-hmm. Get po- little postcards of that's got a cover of your book or something out there to do something. If, uh, if I'm looking at fedora she remembers remember BelcherCon 2011, there were tables of book swag, and I I never saw and anybody not take there. Yeah. yeah.
4: Now, Most would you recommend though to do a convention or a or a conference or a convention because you know. Uh,
0: both if you
4: can. Yeah, but if you just have to choose, the convention has more fans, so...
0: Here's my answer for what it's worth, and you just nailed it. If I can, I'd prefer to do a a convention over a conference, because at a conference I am selling to my fellow writers, Mm -hmm. who, of course, we're all generally poor unless we're Stephen King (laughs) and James Patterson Mm -hmm. and so forth, Um, and the same buck gets passed around. Whereas at a convention, I can hook up with fans Maybe people who have never heard my writing Never heard of me mm-hmm. Shock, no, that <laughs> really is likely But then I, by socializing with them I can talk to them And tell them about my book And if you do this, don't be a used car salesman <laughs> Buy about my book it. Yeah, buy my book Here. Mm. That's, no, just By just generally talking to them If they like you They'll go look for your book And mm-hmm.
4: you, if, they, if you give them the bookmark The bookmark should have the book's name and author So they can look it up later and exactly. maybe buy it
0: they may be broke by then.
4: Yeah,
2: (laughs) because they just bought everyone else's book.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: Well, I think that there are three stages. Once you have decided upon what kind of thing that you're going to go to, there are three stages of it. Before, during, and after. And in the before stage, you're going to be thinking about this kind of thing. I have bookmarks or as Elaine Veets does little business cards that have a book cover and just a tad of information just enough for them to get to her and for her to promote her next book that's coming out and she says these are great you stick them in your purse or your pocket they're handy much handier than bookmarks and that's her advice so you have time beforehand to prepare prepare your materials because you should have something to give somebody so that they'll remember you and with any luck they'll write a little something on your card so they will actually remember you next time because the next time you see them at a convention you're going to want to go up to them and say oh and say something specific Hmm. how would your book doing your book title if you know it and if you know their name give their name at any rate have something that you can connect to them with it is a very important thing because you'll get much better feedback from them, whoever they are. Big writers, I don't care who they are. If you have seen them before, they want to reconnect with you. They really do. Something that
4: some people do, you have to be organized and actually have this already going, and I imagine you'd need permission from the con to do this, but like a contest. So mm. give out your name and email address, and you'll give out... Maybe ten free, or depending on how big, you know, five free copies of your ebook, um, and then you can ask them if they want to sign up for your for information about your books or not. That was the if you have e- a
1: platform, a place yes. to do that.
3: Yeah. Well, Fedora totally hit on the uh, before, middle, and after of a conference, and I want to jump on the after of a conference because for me, there is no greater feeling, no greater rush, and no greater time to write. Than immediately after a writer's conference for some reason you've been hanging around writers you've been learning about the craft you've been absorbing information like crazy and you come out of it with this almost internal buzzing that just has to come out in the way of words and i have written half a book coming out of a conference before
0: huh. i will say it's a I real
1: energizer right it is yeah. i agree
0: i have always heard it called being plugged into the creative energy of others could be you. There's something about them. There's just a a beautiful energy that comes
3: out of it all.
4: And sometimes after some uh, Writers Guild workshops, I get a small feeling of that. Mm -hmm. Not every workshop. It depends on what we're talking about.
3: The most encouraging workshops.
2: The ones run by people sitting around the table. Like the one yesterday.
3: (laughs) uh, Right, exactly.
1: Uh, Also, before you go, there are a number of other things that you can do also if you're able to get on a panel and get yourself out there in Mm -hmm. that fashion, if you're able to have books to sell, or as we were talking about other swag too, Mm -hmm. of course, and never leave anything to chance. I went to Malice Domestic this year, which is a convention, it has a lot of fans in addition to writers, for people who write traditional mysteries, which some people call cozies. And I was assured that if I sent in the information, my ISBN and so on, on my book, that the booksellers and my publisher would take care of it. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? They didn't. I would have needed myself to make sure that I found somebody, a bookseller who was selling there, and take the books and do it on commission, which of course we don't make any money Mm -hmm. at anyway, but at least my books would have been out. So don't necessarily believe that you've got it all covered unless you actually get in the pits and mm-hmm. deal with it yourself.
0: You real This is really talking about the um, rubber on the road yeah. aspect of the business. If you are going to a convention where your book's going to be at, or a conference or whatever, make sure that it is going to be there. I've seen where other writers have had <laughs> last-second blow-ups, shall we say, and they've had to run and go buy books mm-hmm. to bring to the conference. Um I've got a couple of people with their hands up real fast. I'm going to t- mention something real fast I saw at one convention. I'm going to let you two talk, and then <clears throat> I want to kind of change the table a little bit to the things that you don't want to do at a conference or a convention. <clears throat> real quick, one of, the, one of the funnest things I ever saw at a convention, and actually, just going back to BoucherCon, I've seen it repeated at Archon in St. Louis, is where authors on the panel put free copies of their books on the first two rows of seats. Mm-hmm. At one, got people to move up,
6: mm-hmm.
0: and two, you as the conference goer got a free book. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ladies first.
5: Um, I was just going off of what Fedora said about um, before going to a conference. Another thing <coughs> that I would recommend is researching the agents and editors who are going to be there
0: mm-hmm. to make
5: sure that um, maybe if there's someone who you think would be a good match for you, maybe signing up for a panel that they're on or kind of researching where they're going to be if you want to pitch to them, um, but to do that ahead of time so you're not... Maybe wasting time pitching to someone who only reps adult lit fiction, and you write YA thrillers. Nothing like doing the homework. Yeah. Absolutely
3: right. You must do your homework about conferences, conventions, or you just wasted a couple hundred bucks. And who wants to do that? Yeah. Hundred.
0: Uh, depending on the a airfare. Thousand. Yeah. Okay. Good point. You might have just wasted up to a good yeah.
3: thousand, you know, plus. Even if it is tax deductible. <laughs> yes, and keep partially. your receipts because yeah. everything should be tax deductible <laughs> if you're a working writer. Yeah. Uh, but the I was going to throw out there, if you are going to do the conference circuit, uh, which means going, doing panels and, you know, selling your books at different conventions and stuff, it's an amazing thing to do. Uh, if you're agented, you can even get into uh, the big giant list, which, you know, all those writers the can go.
1: speaker list. Well, yeah, and, and
3: those can easily go for, like, 5,000 in appearance all the way up to, like, you know, 35,000 for an appearance or even higher. Um, so it can be a wonderful world to get into, a lot of traveling, but, you know, if you're getting paid, there's no point in you know, not yeah, going around. Yeah. Um, but the last thing I want to do is throw out probably what I would consider the, the last of the different types of conferences, conventions, expos, and that's the festival. Hmm. Um, book festivals and book mm. fairs and things of that nature. Um, almost every city in America has a uh, major book festival. St. Louis is going to get a new one this year called Lit in the Lou. Um, which is going to be October 11th down in U-City. Um, but there are all across. So you have, like, um in San Francisco. Um, there's the, I think it's the Brooklyn Festival of the Book, or just the Brooklyn Book Festival. Um, but there are a ton across the nation. And usually these are outdoors. Usually they are maybe a weekend or maybe just a single day. They will have writer's tracks. They will have vendors. They will have speakers. They will have, you know, a variety of things going on. Usually it's free to get into, um, but they can be wonderful opportunities. You can get a booth to sell your book at that you know actual festival. I highly recommend teaming together with a bunch of other authors, and you know that way you're not putting the entire booth fee on you. You're kind of spreading it out, and that way maybe you guys all make money. Um, but they can be a wonderful avenue to try and sell books through, or to more importantly discoverability.
1: I would add something here about what you do when you're there. And the worst thing to do, of course, is to sit in your hotel room and watch TV. That's you're spending yes. a lot of money. You've got to get out and meet people. And one good way to do that, I think, is to volunteer. Yes. If you belong to any association, uh, like uh, mystery writers, crime yeah. writers, uh, romance writers, S-C-B-W-I. talk to their bigwigs and see if you can help in their booths. And it can be as simple as, you know, putting together goodie bags, you'll meet some important people in that organization. And those are people who often do you a lot of good and they're usually a lot almost, of fun almost, too. Almost
3: yeah, almost every convention out there has a volunteer, you know, group, mm-hmm. a volunteer set. And if you really want to be involved in that convention, you know, it can be a great way. I mean, you never know. You might be the speaker shepherd
0: for Stan Lee. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Or probably won't be that. Probably won't be, but you never know. <laughs> Even though I know she's not listening to this at this time, though I might try to send this e- an email. An, e- an, e- an email to her. Hello, this is from Cupcake. <laughs> everybody around, most of the people, so not everybody around the table knows what that's an indication. But because I was a speaker shepherd, as proof of what you're talking about, at one um, conference I got to meet a literary agent. Whether or not she will eventually represent me or not, it's been a couple years. I haven't. I've been dealing with other things. But hey, we hit it off great conversation I've at least got one person that I know that is a literary agent another time you're talking about socializing didn't ever pitch to this guy at all he just came over he was wanting to get out of the pitches sessions for a while didn't know who he was he comes over to a table with friends of mine and we're all socializing he sits down socializes turns out he's an agent and actually represents at least half of my genres
6: <coughs>
0: and I get his card from that you never know unless you socialize with these people what you're going to discover
1: and you think that, that agents probably don't want to hear more, more pitches because they've heard 50 or 60 that day. But, you know, agents love their work. Mm-hmm. And they will often ask you about your work because they know you're don't pitch right. outside
5: of a pitch section unless they ask. Yes. yes. Exactly. Let them, let them make exactly. the first yes.
6: move. Yes.
5: Uh, I was thinking, uh, going off of, of what you guys just said, is that the conference that I was at, I was sitting at lunch, and it was a big table, and um, an agent came and sat with us for lunch. And she was just trying to eat her lunch, have a good conversation. And one of the women, a few seats down, kept kind of badgering her the whole lunch about her book and asking her questions, going after her. And I'm thinking, this poor woman is trying to eat her lunch. And you're here kind of attacking her with these pitches that she's not here for that. So I think that's kind of a big do not do this. Oh,
3: agreed. And here's the problem. They all talk. So I'm sure that agent went off and probably said something about the horrible person at lunch. And <laughs> oh, yeah. leave them alone and... <laughs> Then everyone at the agents at that conference probably was looking around going, Oh, who was it? (laughs) So, since we're talking about that, what are some of the things you don't want to do at a conference? Well, let's start off with agents. Don't hit them up at the hotel front desk. Don't chase them into the bathroom. You know, don't try and pitch to them in the elevator or the hall. How about you introduce yourself? How about you strike up a conversation that doesn't involve the craziness there?
0: Another thing, too? Go
5: ahead. Um, I was thinking, again, again the same conference, is only at the one, but the same conference, they had a cash bar um, social event at night um, in the evening where people could just social, meet other authors, meet agents, and a couple people took the cash bar as an excuse to get very drunk before making their pitches, and it was <laughs> very obnoxious and loud and something that I would highly recommend not doing, monitoring that, being mindful of yourself. Yeah, be memorable, but not for the wrong reasons.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't know, okay? I was up at Writer's Digest conference in the Pitch Slam, which is a giant room filled with agents and authors. There were 700 writers and 55 agents in a single room. I'll let you figure that one out. But anyway, How so... How <laughs> A lot. But one of the women who was wandering around pitching carried a, a, a bag full of bottles of Patron, and everyone she pitched to, she sat down that bottle of Patron and let them keep it. Now, every one of the agents there was talking about how great it was and how much they kind of loved it. And then other agents were like, wait, I didn't get a bottle of Patron. What the hell? Mm -hmm. So, you know, on the one hand, you can stick out. But on the other hand, stick out for the right reasons. Let your book stick out.
0: Exactly. Even though you're at a conference or even a convention or an expo, you're in a professional setting. Yeah, sometimes the booze does break out afterwards. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Go out there and have a good time don't be the drunk they, you don't as Jennifer said don't be remembered for the things that you for the bad things remember for good um, also too going to what Brad was talking about with the Patron there was at a conference where somebody I'm kind of really stealing someone else's story here but I don't know if she wants to tell it
2: no you go for it Okay.
0: <laughs> where there was a gentleman who was going around giving out some kind of nuts I think it was peanuts but I'm not sure
2: Nuts are very dangerous.
6: I know. He
0: could tell me. He could tell you what they were. He was giving it out to the agents. Now, here's the sad thing. Every agent who got one remembered they got nuts. They got food. Yay. They couldn't remember him. Yeah. So make sure you're definitely, whatever you're doing, at a pitch session, when you talk to an agent, editor, fellow writer, even if it's one out there who... um, you know, it's just much more published than you are, and you look up to them. Be sure that you make sure you generally are rememberable to them in a good, kind way. Go ahead, and I'll go to mention One some of other the things.
4: things that's particularly dangerous about giving people nuts some people have deadly nut allergies. I well, thought that story was going to end a bit differently, but you know,
3: yeah, this is an tale.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> we're
3: not
0: going to Nashville. T- I, I need that for my later stories. Anyway, yeah. um, other thing too is dress professionally. Now, some conferences are casual. Conventions usually are casual. But conferences-wise, some conferences are casual. Some conferences are business casual. At worst case scenario, go business casual. This is my recommendation only. Go business casual, at least on the first day, if it's a multi-day conference, and see what everybody's wearing. If you can dress down, great. But it's usually harder to dress up if you don't have anything with it. So don't show up looking like Batman in my pitch session, huh? Yeah, don't show up like Batman, unless you really are pitching a Batman story. I I thought it was
3: convention. It turned out to be a conference. Yeah, (laughs) Keep in
2: mind which version you're going to. When you sit down at a pitch session wearing your homemade costume, you're at the wrong one.
3: Okay, this this is a big one uh, that I've run into several times as organizers of conferences. Um, If you want to be a part of the conference, that's a wonderful thing. Fire off emails and ask to be a part of the conference. Do not just assume that you can insert yourself in. There will inevitably be one or two people who will try and force their books into places, who will try and circumvent the actual way you're supposed to do it, either they didn't want to pay the money to have their book listed in the bookstore or they just didn't want to get the authorization from the people running it. Who knows? Just follow the rules, follow the guidelines. You don't want to like I said, you want to be memorable for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons.
0: Also, too, speaking from experience having organized a group at a conference, um, if you tell somebody you're going to do something, don't back out at the last minute. Or even better yet, if you are going to back out, make sure someone else has you covered. Because always you do become memorable for a lot of bad reasons all the way across the board. So what are some other things that you've seen go wrong, or maybe you did if you want to admit to it, at a conference or convention? Thank you very much.
1: I don't have anything on that at the moment, though I'm okay. sure I've made all kinds of mistakes. But this is for a post-conference. Many yeah. conferences will give you a book, like, yes, has a lot of information yes. and pictures especially. And one of the things to do as you go along, I think, is to make little notes about that person so that you'll be able, the next time you see that person, to say, Oh, yeah, I talked to you about so-and-so and keep these books because they can be a really great resource later when you're okay. networking because that is one of the main reasons that you go to a convention Have writing to convention uh, writing utensils on you when you're at a convention
4: huh? yeah. you should
3: always have paper pencil or something to take notes and write stuff down do not be trying to ask for that or get it you know you might even be handed it to you at the beginning of the conference it doesn't matter bring your own
0: right really quick I'm, i don't know what it was about what the door just pulled out that made me remember that I wanted to say this so I'm glad you did this. Okay. Two things. One, if you are sitting in a conference and you're hear that this person has a Twitter handle, or that they tweet, and they give it out, and this is somebody you want to follow, or you somebody you want to know, get that down real fast. Yeah. Other live
3: tweet. Live tweeting is a great mm-hmm. thing to do. You just went to where I'm
0: going. Another thing is find out what that conference's tweet yep. hashtag is and tweet the conference. Yeah, Believe join the me. online conversation. Yeah.
3: Be part of it. I mean I'm still friends. With the people that I met And some of them I didn't even meet At Writer's Digest conference It was too big There were 700 some people there I didn't meet them all But some of them I knew from You know, interacting with them Before the conference, during the conference And after the conference I didn't meet them there But I still, to this day, talk to them mm-hmm. And then there were others, you know The people I actually did meet And hang out with there
0: I'm still friends with to
3: this day as well
0: Something real fast <laughs> This is for conference organizers out there I've seen it done once. I haven't really seen it done many times. In my opinion: have a computer screen with the tweets going live. It's nothing, nothing more fun to watch than to have other writers go, "Oh, hey, oh, I missed that con- missed that conference or missed that talk." Oh, look, this guy's tweeting, and then they get on their own cell phones, computers, whatever, and they start looking up your tweets. And it also tends to attract international attention. Yep. Um, in fact, Missouri Writers Conference got asked by Brad—correct me if I'm wrong—Writers Digest to write an article about how to put on a conference because they saw all the tweets. Yeah, something like that. Something, something like that. So back to what should you not do at a conference? Um, by the way, if a conference has a tweet chat, do not pitch your book on that. I'm going to tell you that right off the bat. Don't do that. Yeah,
3: that's not good. Keep it professional. Keep it about the conference. Afterwards, if you want to throw your tweet up there about your book or something like that, maybe that's a good idea. But for the most part, just tweet about the conference.
0: Right. What else? Well, we talked about not hiding in your room, not dressing unprofessionally. What about the what about that proverbial guy who... How do I put this? Gives up the wrong vibe as he's walking around... And he seems to be getting to everybody's business
2: You mean don't be a creeper?
0: That's what I'm going with <laughs> I, think
2: I think that's for all the time Yeah, that's general <laughs> yeah. general feedback a on your everyday life
3: Don't be a creeper <laughs> It'll keep you off of a lot Blink of Blink
1: sometimes, blinking helps you look human
3: <laughs> <laughs> Keep your eyes closed so the whites don't go so, uh,
0: totally Wear your around. badge
1: on the right hand side of your shirt Yes And oh, yeah. a prominent place And make sure that you look at other people's And
0: get yes. their names right Make sure you got your business cards, too. Absolutely.
4: Why right-hand side versus left-hand side? It's leech- because
1: we read from left to right, and that would okay. be left. <laughs> okay.
0: Good answer. Um, of course, had, a lot yeah.
4: of places give you badge on a lanyard. Yes. That's true.
1: So.
0: They always have your badge. And if you is on a lanyard, I don't know about you, but <clears throat> I find my lanyards like to turn around a yeah. lot, so I'm always looking down and having to readjust it. But you want people to know who you are not see the back of a wall. And not have and to look
3: at your gut, gut to do it. <laughs> yeah. Come
0: on. Yeah, I think I'll get big enough good. I don't
3: need uh, people <laughs> to see more of it. Uh, actually keep all mine. I'm really bad about it. Oh, I, I do keep too. all my uh, name tags and, you know, lanyards and all that kind of fun stuff. Got a whole drawer Yeah,
2: you should uh, do a craft project. <laughs> <laughs> it would make a good one. I could see them no, no, becoming no. a mobile <laughs> or a yeah, tree of some kind. No,
3: I'm <laughs> waiting for the, like, you know, how they do the military honors and behind the, like, glass.
0: Speaking of military <laughs> honors, actually a little bit off of that, but. If you go to a convention, I've seen this done by so by at least a couple of well-known, well-published authors. Is they've gone where the convention dress is casual. We're talking about jeans, t-shirt type thing. Or costumes. Or costumes. He has gone in wearing a t-shirt with the picture of his main character and the book title on it. Talk about walking around with advertising. Yeah. Well, Angie
3: Fox wears Kiss My Asphalt. Exactly. You know, yeah. She walks around with that everywhere. Yeah. Uh, if you really but, want to take it, I mean, we have to throw up. we got to mention, and I can't believe we didn't when we were talking about swag, it's, uh, Claire Applewhite. Oh, God. Who will have, like, huge six-foot standings of her characters standing next to her. She will have, like, uh, she's had shoe cookies, like uh, high heel cookies, because, you know, of her books. Uh, my personal favorite were the flash drives that came with yes. all her media information, all her... Uh, First chapters and all that kind of fun stuff.
4: I'm not sure I uh, trust a flash drive. <laughs>
3: there were there were uh, margarita glasses for oh. one book. Uh, and she's you know she's she's really creative about the type of
0: uh, free giveaways that she gets. You now look up online, you'll find if you look around Google looking for her, you're going to find some interesting ideas. There are a ton. There are ideas. a ton of great ton of, ideas uh-huh. out there,
3: and Vista Prince is a, and some of the like Zazzle and some of these places online are great places to go to get you know all this amazing stuff. You can find it pretty. Uh, yeah pretty cheap. Uh, tattoos are another one uh-huh.
0: temporary yeah tattoos. temporary tattoo tattoos, yeah. um, also too I know I'm going to go oh my God you're supposed to be making money when you do when you have your books put your I know I talked about if you are on a panel having your books for free on a couple of chairs put some free ones out also out in the common areas. Books walk off. Even though you may have not made a sale right there, you may have just gained a reader. And a reader talks to another reader and to another reader, and guess what you're generating?
5: Or writes reviews, too.
0: Exactly. Well, less than three, which is another
3: conference here uh, in town, and you might be able to find one in your area. It's an anti-bullying conference. Um, I highly recommend it. It was an incredible experience. Um, but they had nothing. They had literally, the hall was filled with nothing but arcs. So they had table after table of arcs of the people who were speaking.
2: Arc being an advanced Good reader Good point. And
3: arc being copy. an advanced reader copy. And you could just pick them up, walk out. You could give a review if you wanted to. If not, you didn't have to. But it was an amazing thing. Or Chat books, chat yeah. books. I a, love chapbooks. A chat shorter books. version. I love chat books. Put yeah. the first chapter in your book and yeah. just run with it.
0: I'm going to say right now I picked up a couple at BoucherCon 2011, both arcs and just some free books. I'm now reading those authors quite a lot and bought several other books because here I had a nice free sample. Yeah, it can be a
3: great way. Discoverability is what all of this stuff is about. A conference, a convention, an expo, a festival. If you're involved, if you're just there, if you've got a booth, if you're selling books, if you're not selling books, whatever it is, it's all about discoverability.
4: You just brought up something, well, ARC, you explained, was an advanced copy, so those are copies you get that you can't legally sell, but uh, what was the, could you explain what a chapbook is, a and chat how it is, could be used?
3: It is nothing more than generally the first chapter, maybe the first three chapters of your book. Uh, you generally have a cover on it, and then it's, you know, like a published book, only it involves just the first chapter.
1: And a lot and, of uh, publishers will bring out those, yes. which give chap- chapters of several different of their yes. stable of authors. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking you
4: could have those and uh, have those when you're pitching and have them.
3: No, in- I have one for every time I pitch. So every pitch I have ever given, when I sit down in the room with the agent across from me, I have the first chapter of my book in a little published booklet that I can just slide across the table and have them look at it. And check it out. It is a wonderful thing. It is a visual aid. They see it right there. It's got a cover on it and everything.
2: So I don't know if we want to talk about pitching etiquette today yes. or if we want to talk about it at a different time.
3: It's probably enough for another time, but throw out yeah. something now. Go ahead. Uh, go.
2: having a pages to read is a good idea. Yes. But don't expect them to take them with you. Deal with ding. them unless they want to. I mean, come prepared in case they want to take it. Hey, I hope they two do. Two
3: agents in the it? years that I've been pitching, take that little book. Everybody else flips it open, looks at it, and passes it back and goes, this is really cool, this is really nice. Got a lot of compliments on it. But two of them, and both of them professed that they were book lovers who could not pass up a book. Uh-huh. So that's why they had to take it.
2: Most of the time they don't want to travel with a whole bunch of extra people. Exactly. exactly.
3: Yes. So. They have very limited space. Which is why you never give the them
1: whole manuscripts, because
3: yes. they would
2: go
1: away with
4: um, yes. 100
1: pounds of books. Yeah. Speaking
4: of this, if your convention that you're going to is out of town and you're flying... You might want to think about, you know, check into the airline, see what no, no. the...
3: Mail your book ahead of time. So what you do is you get the hotel address and you mail your books directly to the hotel so that they're in the hotel you when your you get there. publisher do it. That's even better if you can get yes. your publisher to do it. But yeah, Not so totally, do it that way. Out. Mail the books ahead of time so you don't have to pay to put them onto a plane.
4: You can also mail books home. Yes, you can.
3: Okay. But just make sure you give yourself enough time to mail them.
1: One thing you touched on earlier, which is something that you need to do right after the conference, is uh, look at your monetary situation. You talked about keeping all of your receipts. Yep. And you need to make good records of all of this stuff with the dates, what it was for, how much it was, because you can deduct this from other money that you make as long as the IRS believes that you are trying to make money writing books and usually that means that you have at least three years because you should be making money in three out of five years, they say. However, if you are actually working to get something published and you can demonstrate that, chances are you can go longer
3: than that. Perhaps I've done that.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: and the other
4: thing is it's... Deductible. Like if you make money from the book, then it's like you're. Oh yeah, you you spent two hundred dollars and you made back fifty dollars. Well, that fifty dollars doesn't necessarily need to be added to your income because you're really a hundred and fifty in the hole at this point. Still, you
6: should. Yeah, but well, let you a tax it. professional you have to, figure yeah, that right. right. out. You yeah. yeah. keep your records. Both records. Yeah, keep, yeah. Both records.
3: keep everything. Yeah. You know, and let it. Let a tax professional figure that out. Talk stuff to your out. CPA. But you, you are a
1: professional writer. If you're getting the fifty yeah. bucks, even yep. if you don't make a living at it, yes. even if you yeah, lose a lot of money. Buddy.
2: Those fifty bucks can go a long way toward you getting a deduction if that is the mm-hmm. only fifty dollars you made that year and it is the only proof you have that you are actually trying to sell yourself as a writer.
0: Right. And it's really something hard to do, to be honest with you.
2: Selling yourself as a writer yep. heavens yes.
0: Okay, any final comments or any final thoughts on conferences, conventions, and expos. Did
2: we hit all of our different
5: versions?
3: I, right. I said so. so.
0: We've hit the the big four.
5: But I just have one final thing to say is that one agent spoke at the conference I went to um, made a really good point about conferences and she said that when she's reading a query letter um, and maybe a synopsis or pages attached, she could stop anywhere. The first paragraph of the query and just put it aside. But if someone says in the first paragraph of that query letter that they saw her speak at a conference, that that'll guarantee that she will read the entire submission that they sent to her. Even if it's a rejection, they'll still read it. That they take those things very seriously. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that is another pro to going to a conference.
0: Which is another reason to... to
3: do face to face pitching too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're 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 not just a book. You're now a face with a book, mm-hmm. and and agents love that.
1: And you're serious.
3: Yes, because no.
1: you're there. You're putting your body where your mouth is. Exactly.
3: Well, I'm going to throw out a few last things then. Just uh, if you are in the St. Louis area, uh, so if you you know are so inclined, August 23rd, Saturday, August 23rd is Writers in the Park 2014. Um, it's from 10 to 2. Come on out. It's free. don't even have to do anything. Just re- you know, just come on out. We've got a full day of activities. Uh, if you're going to be around in October, I highly recommend you check out Lit in the Lou on October 11th. Uh, beyond that, I highly recommend if you're looking for some great regional conferences, you check out the Missouri Writers Guild Conference. Check out Cape Girardeau's conference. Check out Less Than Three. Check out Ozark. Uh, Ozark. Pop, pop check river. out um, Big River. Um, even uh, PenCon. Or a few of the others that are going on in town. There's even more that pop up all over the place. So, you know, just do some Googling, and I guarantee you're going to find some conferences. They can be wonderful experiences, and I guarantee they're going to help propel you as a
0: writer. And real quick, and I'll use this as the ending note, if you happen to come to any of the local conferences and you see any of the members of the Write Pack, come on and say hi. <laughs> yeah, We would love to hear from you. Yeah. And I can guarantee you, if you go to the August conference that Brad talked about, a lot of us will be there. Yes. So on that note, The Write Pack would like to say, catch us next week and have a great writing week. The Write Pack would like to thank STL Books for allowing us to record in their bookstore. STL Books and Gifts is St. Louis's newest independent bookstore with an emphasis on fine literature for adults and children and the most comprehensive selection of St. Louis books available anywhere. Visit them online at stlbooks.com or in person at 100 West Jefferson Avenue, Kirkwood, Missouri, 63122. Tune in next week as the Right Pack will conquer yet another pondering issue in the writing industry. Theme songs for Right Pack Radio were written and performed by Meredith Tate. All copyrights remain with her. (laughs)